it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm going to start with something at the 50,000-foot level. We have a lot of stuff to get to. Too much, even for a Friday, even during the dead zone. You guys are the hardcore. If you're here, I'm here. That's why we're here. But that, that almost sounds like some valedictorian speech. I'm here. You're here. Amy Klobuchar, former presidential candidate and senator from Minnesota, is introducing a bill that would give the government more authority to go after social media platforms, a carve-out to Section 230 of the Telecommunications Law that would target health care or health, excuse me, health misinformation. Well, we have to do this. Look at all this COVID misinformation out there. There's a lot of health misinformation out there. We're telling people that they should butcher their children's genitals before they reach puberty because of the possibility they might be transgender. There's no science to back this up. There's no science whatsoever. None, none, none whatsoever. We see lawmakers that want to prevent parents from having the final say. We have medical practitioners that want to prevent parents from, I don't even know why how you call it a veto, but to stand between their children and certain members of the health community that want them to undergo puberty blockers, genital mutilation, a, a, a transition from male to female or female to male. They don't even want parents to have a say in this. We don't target that misinformation. When we see morbidly obese people being referred to as body diversity, that's health misinformation. If you are morbidly obese, you are not healthy. I'm sorry, Lizzo is not a healthy person. Ashley Graham is not a healthy person. You could sit there all day like, wow, hot girl summer. Lizzo shows off her curves. Yeah, let's see her blood pressure. Let's see Ashley Graham's blood work. Because I'll bet you there's all sorts of problems in there. And then Tess Holiday, that's another one. I'm not trying to make fun of fat people. I'm saying that morbid obesity is not healthy. But yet we see information all over the internet that talks about body diversity and bodies come in different shapes and sizes and curvy this and curvy. There's a huge difference between curvy. There's a huge difference between curvy and striking oil when you wear high heels. There's a huge difference between body diversity and a blood type of donut. But we're not going to target that. So here's the 50,000 foot thing. This would give government greater control of the means of communication, which is contradictory to the First Amendment. I will sit here I have a cup of coffee. I'm in for the long haul. I would like to speak to Democrats who could tell me what part of the Constitution they actually do like. 
Democrats have told us that the limits of their power in Congress, in Article 1, Section 8, the enumerated powers, that's, they don't, they don't buy that. Congress can do as it pleases. When there's a Democrat president, they don't believe there are any Article 2, Article 2 limits of power. Barack Obama was free to make whatever immigration laws he wished. And they tell us to this day that DACA was constitutional. No, it wasn't. When judges create law, no mention in Article 3 of something called case law precedent. No mention whatsoever. There's no mention of a legislative authority that is shared between the judicial branch and the Congress. So they don't believe in Article 1. They don't believe in Article 2. They don't believe in Article 3. They don't want to secure the border, so they don't believe in Article 4. They don't believe in an Article 5 convention. They don't believe in the First Amendment. They don't believe in the Second Amendment. We don't really talk about the Third Amendment very often. They don't believe in the Fourth Amendment. They don't believe in the Tenth Amendment. They talk a good game about equal protection under the law, but they want people to pay different tax rates, so they don't believe in that either. So what part of the Constitution do the Democrats actually believe in? while they're telling us that people like me are unpatriotic. What part? What section? They don't believe in anything the Constitution has to say. They're always talking about reboots and resets and starting over, transforming history, tearing down statues. What part of our history do you like? I accept that we have some pretty awful chapters, most of them pointing at the Democrat Party. You heard Biden the other night with no fact-checking and no pushback from Don Lemon. He said the Republicans abuse the, abuse the filibuster. If we don't get rid of the filibuster, we're not going to have voting rights, he said. Excuse me. What political party? I... I would love to quiz one of you Democrats. There's two major political parties. One of them filibustered the 1964 civil rights legislation. You tell me which one that was. Go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. Only one president in this, only one president in the history of the United States created something called internment. Of the two major political parties, which one was that president a member of? Only one president used his office to segregate the federal workforce. Which political party was that? Then you tell me the president that freed the slaves and what political party was he a part of? What part of the Constitution do you like, Democrats? What part do you like? Now, I'm going to explain something to you. This is going to be perfectly executed political analysis, so get ready. Especially some of you that might be new to this stuff. Cracking my knuckles. There. Freedom doesn't protect what is popular. Freedom protects what is not popular. And I extend that to things like gay rights. The right to privacy, freedom of assembly... The right to petition the government for dress of grievances peacefully. That's not there to protect what is popular. Freedom protects what's unpopular. Popular things don't need protection. They're popular. 
We don't need to protect free, uh, free speech doesn't protect popular speech. Freedom of speech protects unpopular speech. Religious freedom doesn't protect a popular religion. It protects an unpopular religion. That could mean people practicing cults. You know, Christianity is the dominant religion of the United States, but the freedom of religion protects Islam. And it should, because that's what the freedom of religion is. Freedom is not there to protect you or your right to be free from people being unvaccinated. Freedom protects the right of people to decide for themselves if they're going to be vaccinated. That's what freedom is. Democracy does the opposite. And be careful what you wish for with democracy because there was a time in this country when slavery was very popular and would be protected by democracy. There's lots of things that started out as unpopular that are now protected because we're not a democracy. We are a republic. When they say, well, if it was up to you conservatives, there would be no interracial marriage. Really? Who started the eugenics movement? Was that conservatives and libertarians or was that the progressive movement? You ask me, the little libertarian on my shoulder pops up, boop, interracial marriage, great, wonderful. America's an idea, it's not a race. Wonderful, boop, there you go, libertarian. But imagine at the time, there was a time when that was very unpopular. Is the right for blacks and whites or whites and Hispanics or blacks and Hispanics or blacks and Asians or Asians and whites to marry? Do we put that to a popular vote? No, we don't. We might even ask the question, why is government involved in marriage at all? Now, the 10th Amendment, truth be told, would put that at the state level. Now, I could argue that constitutionally speaking, marriage laws can be determined by the states. That doesn't make them right but they certainly don't belong in the hands of the federal government or subject to a national popular democracy. But here we are with the vaccines. And we now have, and by the way, Alabama, feel free to vote out KIV. Feel free to find another conservative Republican or at least one who's actually a conservative Republican. Merely maintaining the right to decide to take the vaccine is how a republic works. A democracy says, well, once the majority say you have to get vaccinated, I guess you have to get vaccinated. The elites love friction. The socialist left loves it even more. Socialism only thrives when there is class conflict. Whatever that class is, it doesn't actually have to be socioeconomic. It could be racial. It could be religious. It could be the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. The Starbelly Sneetches, if you're familiar with your Dr. Seuss. The Starbelly Sneetches now think they are better. I can guarantee you that if Donald Trump were president of the United States right now, the hashtag resist crowd would be continuing to sow the seeds of doubt in the vaccine 
and would be calling for further lockdowns. And now you're seeing talk of lockdowns now. We're looking at more lockdowns. There's the Delta variant, this monkeypox thing. LA is already talking about masking up. Biden is talking about a return to a national mask mandate, which is unenforceable. But again, barring speech on health, on the internet, you're going to have a lot of supposedly smart people. We have to do this. We can't have people passing health misinformation. Well, how long till the word health gets dropped and the government says, we're going to police misinformation? Well, what's misinformation? If I get on the internet and say there's absolutely no science to back up this notion that boys can be girls and girls can be boys, will I be barred from the internet because I'm speaking misinformation? If investigative journalists, if investigative journalists, you know, right-wing alternative media, excuse me, provide evidence that the government's been lying about something, can the government just say that's misinformation? Once the government determines, once the government has the power to determine what is misinformation, it is one small step to censorship then the government will decide what is popular. And if you need to know how this works, it's pretty basic. It's called government-run education. The government tells your kids, the government told you at some point what to believe. Government-run education is the beginning of indoctrination. Once you have the government running education and then the government determining information, the populace will be free from free thought. And again, you ankle biters and window lickers who think you're the smartest people in the world can't even see 10 miles down the road. This bill that Klobuchar is introduced is ripe for abuse in the future. But you don't care right now. You're still obsessed with Donald Trump. You think you're a better person because you resisted and now you're vaccinated. Maybe you're not. I don't know. So far, every actual statistic has shown the Kaiser, the Kaiser research, which CNN did publish, and this has nothing to do with politics. There's, there's a baked in 20% of the population that isn't going to do whatever the government says. And I said it before and I'll say it again. The vaccine was developed under Trump. If you are comfortable taking it, it's not about, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to trust something. I don't know what your health background is. If you are comfortable taking the vaccine and your doctor says you're safe to take it, then take it without shame. If your doctor tells you you're not safe to take it, because of an underlying condition or possible side effects, and you're not comfortable taking it, then don't take it without shame. But government-run education and government-run information. You open up a web browser and bring up the Bill of Rights and the 10 Pillars of Communism, and you tell me what we're living with. You can join me live on the Wilcom Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.